0: this is historical af i'm natalie i'm kina and we are a librarian and a historian bringing you the funny weird spooky and morbid historical nuggets you never need needed in your ear holes Zuh. extra Zuh. Zuh for you
1: Zuh. and this is episode 31 Zuh, and natural disasters part one
0: yeah. Enjoy. Enjoy. This is a another special Patreon pick. They picked natural disasters for you. And I'm excited. And I, I found some really cool shit. Exactly. Like, I am very
1: surprised of how fast <laughs> I got into this and, like, boom, 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 found, found my stuff. So, how are you? What's up? How's your life? What's going on? <laughs> While you're listening to this, I will be in Tulsa
0: going to see the Indigo Girls. Oh, wow. Oh, my gosh. That's going to be such a good concert. I've seen them before. They came to Little Rock, actually, just like a year or two ago. Oh, really?
1: Yeah, they went to Pulaski Tech. And at that same auditorium on Monday, so the day after this episode releases, I will be seeing the Mystery Science Theater people live. Not just live in a movie theater and then ripping a movie. It'll be actually... Them on stage talking live. Oh, that's gonna be um, so cool at Pulaski Tech.
0: <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Shout um, out to Pulaski
1: Tech. Jesus, you know, they're getting the good shit. They have really cool stuff. They have a really nice art building, art studio building. I'm, I'm so happy that my last semester there the building was open. And so they have just these really cool art studios and new machinery and stuff for like sculptures and set building mm-hmm. along with a whole new auditorium. That is very nice. And so they actually have a very cool, it's not a huge facility, but it's a very mm-hmm. nice one. I mean, they still can fit, I don't know, a couple hundred people, yeah. but compared to like an arena. No, it's not an arena, but it's a very nice theater and auditorium. And so
0: throwing it back to episode one The, uh, (laughs) White House bunny. She actually works at Pulaski Tech. She does a lot of the, uh, she does the exhibit stuff now. Deborah, we worked with her at Lehman. Yeah. Uh, Yeah, she runs that stuff now. So I see a lot of her stuff and they've been getting a lot of really great exhibits that you wouldn't really expect to come to Arkansas. But she also did that when she was at our library. She brought in some really cool shit. So she's really good at what she does. She did the 9-11 exhibit. That mm-hmm. was insane. I And that was probably our highest mm-hmm. ratings, I guess. Like, people came to see that the most yeah. turnout. There was photographs. There was artifacts. There was a motorcycle that was from the wreckage. And just, it was, it was. It was, yeah, it was motorcycle- and part of the plane. It was yeah. Part of the,
1: plane. the motorcycle and the plane was probably the most fascinating. Because mm-hmm. it still had, like, dust and dirt from the Twin Towers. Mm-hmm. All yeah, no, she's really great what she does.
0: Shout out, Deborah!
1: Hi, Deborah. Yep. <laughs> um, I'm also super excited. A shout out to Marissa, one of our Patreons. She actually just bought a stained glass painting of mine. <gasps> Did she really? Mm-hmm. Oh, I love Marissa. She, she follows me. She follows me on my personal Instagram, and a couple days ago, she's like, "How much is this?" And so I privately messaged oh. her. And me. We chatted prices and um, and yeah, so I'll be shipping that out to her. And probably when this is as you're listening to this now, she's probably either it's either on the way or
0: she'll be just now getting
1: it that day.
0: So oh, we'll that's so cool. She's mm-hmm. also the one that when I was squealing about somebody buying our merch, that was so too. <laughs> I just had so much fun with her. She's just made my heart so happy. So, yeah,
1: she's very nice.
0: Yes. Oh, so good.
1: So thank you, thank you, this starving artist that probably needs some starting, starving, <laughs> really appreciates it. <laughs> being an artist is hard. It does <sighs> to make things that people will like and be mm-hmm. willing to buy because it's one thing like, oh, that's cool, and then they never buy it, yeah. or they're like, that's too weird. I'll never like it, <laughs> you know.
0: And we will be we in the works of making our website a little bit more user friendly and it will have a shop aspect soon. So that's in the works. So that'll be like a one click thing. Be like, I Mm -hmm. want this and then we can do it. And then it's just no middle man. So it's in the works. It's happening. Yeah. magic. I got some beer mugs and I have some coasters coming Mm -hmm. very slowly. (laughs) I'm trying (laughs) <laughs> oh it's so hard <laughs> uh, yeah so yeah Keena what do you have what's up with you oh pretty soon I am going to the bachelorette party slash wedding shower of Luciano's fiance. <laughs> I'm sure he'll be around but yeah I'm going there I'm going to Fort Worth <laughs> are you the- really gonna get that painting <laughs> yes <laughs> For that photo. <laughs> like, right after we recorded, Brian was like, I'm going to shove it in your fucking car. <laughs> this is going to happen. You're Before the off. wedding even starts. yeah. So, like, first thing you're going to do. Yeah, I'm like, no, for real. We are excited about it. We have a giant wall that has nothing on it. And that's what's going to go on it. So, we're very excited about it.
1: If you would like to know about this painting, you, know, <laughs> you need to join Patreon and watch our drug dive with Luciano. Because he's fucking hilarious. Oh, and yes, yes. and he was drinking moonshine <laughs> and we had rummers going
0: on it was it was a fun night
1: oh it's we so recorded fun. for like four hours
0: <laughs> he had this like it's the dude from Lebowski and he it was in the background i was like is that the dude he's like yeah do you want it and i was like fuck yeah i want it but my husband loves the dude like i have like the funko pops we have all kinds of stuff Mm-hmm. He loves the dude. So he was like, Okay, we're gonna set this up. So he put it back on against the wall so like the perception would be that it's small. And then he had my husband comes in. Then my husband's do some weird fucking dance. I think he was like humping in the air. Yeah, he was humping, humping yeah right. he was humping the Thanks air to your face. <laughs> Again, join Patreon to see this all in its glory. So then he brings it up and my husband's like losing his fucking mind, like, I need that And Lucy's like, It's yours and it was like a whole thing. So yeah, that's that's yeah. what's happening. And by the way, so it's, it's ours fucking ours. huge. <laughs> it's <laughs> enormous, but I'm cool with it. I think it will work with our aesthetic. We have some weird shit all I over. I do think it. it's funny.
1: Two days, however many days, it was like two or three days later. It was Halloween after <laughs> we re- did all this drunk dive, and someone downtown walking around at the river market, which is like a really cool food court, basically
0: mm-hmm.
1: um, downtown Little Rock. Was dressed as the dude in his oh, robe and amazing. everything. Amazing! <laughs> I snuck amazing. a picture and I was going to send it to you, but the picture wasn't that great. So it didn't happen, <laughs> but I did yeah. think of you as I was ordering my uh,
0: curry. <laughs> I made him when we were dating a ornament. Speaking of ornaments being so hard to paint and do shit. In previous episodes, yes. I painted the dude on an ornament for him when we were dating. Cause I was trying to impress him. So now it's on our tree. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I did find some ornaments that are not complete spheres. They're like flattened spheres. They're like ovals, oh. I guess. I don't know. Yeah, they're just curved enough, so I'm like, oh, I think I maybe can lay this one down and actually be okay and not be angry by the end of it. <laughs> Though I'm really loving the alcohol inks on um they're too far away. Um, on <laughs> On an ornament like oh cool they, yeah they look marbled
0: And when i sent it to my mom she's like are these orbs i'm like no it's a it's an ornament speaking of which i posted the ask us anything on the speakeasy for our mini gabs and my sister just wrote why are your siblings so awesome
1: <laughs> well i don't have siblings so like i'm just fucking amazing thing. <laughs>
0: Oh, Eliza, I love you. She's also an artist and I need to show you some I of love her stuff. stuff too. She's
1: so good. I remember you hanging it up at Lehman Library and doesn't mm-hmm. she go to Comic Cons
0: and sells it and whatnot? Yeah, yeah, the stuff I had at Layman at Layman I had a cubicle and <laughs> on the back wall I just started posting paintings and pictures and shit until it was took over the whole wall. But mm-hmm. she drew those when I was six Or when I was 8. So she would have been 16 when she drew those. That's really good for... Yeah. She did the 90s X-Men characters for me. Mm Because we were so into the 90s X-Men. Which apparently is on Disney Plus right now. Which I need to get Disney Plus. But no. She did like Rogue and Gambit and Storm for me. Because they were my fucking favorite in Wolverine. Oh, they're so good. All right, y'all. Listen. So... I signed up for Wink Wine Club, and I got my box, and I've mentioned it before that when I got the box, I started getting emails, and it was suggesting recipes that should go with each of the wines, and one of mine that I got was called Chop Shop, and it suggested that we eat that with things like ribs or burgers, and I was instantly intrigued because my husband loves to smoke ribs. So the other day, he smoked some beef ribs, and it was amazing, and we paired it with that wine, and even he, a skeptic who also knows nothing about the wine, was impressed, and he asked me where I got that wine, and I was like, dude, we got that from Wink Wine Club, and you know what? You can too! I highly recommend it. It's the holidays, so treat yourself or treat somebody you love with a Wink Wine Club box And your girls got you, because right now Wink is offering our listeners $22 off your first order when you go to trywink.com slash historical AF, and that's Wink, W-I-N-C. And it gets even better, guys. I swear. I know you hate paying for shipping. I hate paying for shipping. Everybody hates paying for shipping. There's my over voice for you. So Wink is actually going to pay for your shipping on orders of four bottles or more. So the box I got was four bottles. So bam. $22 $22 off and complimentary shipping. So let's all take something off our to-do list, our holiday checklist right now and go to trywink.com slash historical AF to get $22 off your first order right now. One, two, three, go. That's trywink.com slash historical AF.
1: Hey guys, it's that time of the year. And you know, your girls, Keena and like, you know, we're quite the crafty ones. Um, I paint ornaments and I do stained glass that are framed it looks pretty professional I also paint of course on regular canvas you know as small as your palm to gigantic and along with little magnets and I also make magnetic paper flowers I have quite the hodgepodge so check me out on my personal page it's lo.net dot
0: all right guys I'm here and I too have things for the holiday season my husband is a woodworker, so we have things that he has made, some wine holders, some wine racks, cutting boards, and all of these may be personalized by yours truly, and I will woodburn them. I also am glass etching some beer mugs and making some wooden coasters, so keep a look out. I will have them on my Facebook page, which is Kina Leanne, and all of our stuff will be on our historicalafpodcast.wordpress.com, so check it out. Any questions, feel free to ask. So, if you're looking for a gift and you want something handmade by your girls, we got you. Alright, you ready? ready? You want to roll? We don't know what we're going to do. Sure. We're ready for all of them. Okay, I think the rum is kicking in. I think so, too. (laughs) Oh, 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 oh! Funny! I don't have funny. I (laughs) do.
1: (laughs) Okay. With natural, it's kind of, why do we pick, like, somewhat depressing de- topics every time we do funny? Like, like Native Americans. This is kind of funny, and it, I mean, it was games, and that's good. It's fun. And then, like, here's the Holocaust. What can you find funny out of that? Like, it's just, <laughs> here's natural disasters where the bad things happen. Let's find something funny.
0: Yeah. I actually
1: did find things funny.
0: Oh, good. And good.
1: bizarre. So this is, like, funny, bizarre.
0: Okay, good. Yeah, that's, that's a rough one. I'm
1: sorry, dude. No, no, it's actually turned out pretty well. <laughs> all right, so let's start with, all, with our bazaar, and that is the Tung... Tongue... <sighs> the rum is kicking hard. <laughs> well, as soon as I try to pronounce that, I'm like, That means I need to drink less or drink more. I can't decide. Okay, oh, the Tunguska River. Oh, I
0: don't Guska
1: know what Tunguska River. Is. Tunguska River. Tunguska Event. That's what it is, but... <laughs> Shortly after 7 a.m. on June 30th, 1908, a blinding light streaked across the skies of Siberia and exploded. Oh, wow. So Siberia, 1908, big fucking huge comet and exploded. And the shake of this crash, people felt it as far as England. Oh, my God. That's a long way. Yep. And then the skies were so bright that people in Asia could read newspapers outdoors. Oh, wow. So super early in the morning, huge fucking comet, blasting and the light and everything. But the thing is, when they finally went to it, nothing was there. (laughs) What? I mean, there was a crater, but there was nothing there. So the theory is that it was probably made out of ice. And by the time they got to it, or by the time it really hit, it either probably broke into shards and evaporated and melted.
0: That's the <laughs> theory, but we don't quite know. Or or hear me out, aliens. Aliens. <laughs> <laughs> Holy shit, that's crazy.
1: So, that's pretty bizarre. And no one got hurt. That is a natural disaster that no one died.
0: Oh, wow. None of mine. Anybody? Oh, yeah. Out? There's okay. not many others from the team. <laughs> That's crazy. Okay, number 2, the in 1859,
1: the Carrington event, solar flares occurred when pent-up magnetic energy in the sun service unleashed it unleashes a blast of radiation and in 1985 this happened. The thing is the the magnetic energy was so strong that let's see how long how long was it? You'd ask. <laughs> uh, the light show was beautiful, but you didn't have to use electricity for several days. Oh, wow. Like, yeah. Torrents of sparks shot out from some telegraph machines starting fires and giving their operators painful jolts. The <laughs> oh, atmosphere no. was so charged with electricity in some places. And that's why you're like, how charged was it? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> they found disconnect their telegraph and their batteries and they could transmit messages. Oh, so like telegraph can transmit messages just on this energetic air.
0: Can you imagine working that telegraph though? I mean, like what the fuck? Like, I I'm not might would believe ghosts
1: on that day. <laughs> I might <laughs> would believe ghosts on that. Yeah. And uh, scientists predict that if a similar event occurred today, It would probably send telecommunications into a tailspin and cause trillions of dollars in damage. I mean, just think about all of our phones and airplanes and everything that's going on. Because when this happened, 1859. So the most electric thing that's happening, especially where this was at, Mm. was telegraphs. Okay? You're doing your Morse code shit and all that fun junk. Now, we are so tech heavy. If this
0: happened, damn. Oh my god, I can't. No, that's some, like, dystopian shit right there. It is, really. Like, that's what's going to cause the apocalypse.
1: (laughs) But I still think that's really cool. And at this time, there wasn't, like, a huge death count or anything like that. It was beautiful. And because it it looks like the northern lights. just looks really awesome. Oh, cool. All right. Lastly of the bizarre, the year without a summer. I Uh, have heard of that, but I don't know what that is. Let me share this with you then. In April 1815, Indonesia's Mount Tambora exploded in one of the most powerful volcanic eruptions known to history. Mm -hmm. The blast killed tens of thousands, so that is said, of Southeast Asia and hurled a gargantuan ash cloud into the stratosphere. As the cloud migrated across the globe, it blocked the sun's rays, chilling temperatures by roughly three degrees and causing weather distortions on an epic scale. It's crazy how three degrees fucks mm-hmm. up the world, basically. Yeah. And so in India, yeah, in India, Tambora induced droughts and floods. Oh, my uh, gosh. It changed the ecology of the Bay of Bengal and helped give rise to a new strain of cholera which killed millions
0: oh no
1: yeah so europe was visited by drenching rains and persistent cold that brought on famine and widespread civil unrest in the united states heavy snows fell in the states in june killing crops and triggering an economic downturn new englanders later nicknamed 1816 the year without summer oh wow in Switzerland, meanwhile, the gloomy weather and constant rain of 1816 forced author... Yeah, they, they say there's some positive to this, because here it said forced author Mary Shelley to pass the summer indoors, so by entertaining herself, she wrote Frankenstein. Holy shit! <laughs> that summer. so uh, No big deal, just Frankenstein. And then, also, in Europe, was it with inspiring german inventor karl drais or drais to build an early version of the bicycle huh and because of the high price in horse feed wow so oh. so maybe maybe hopefully there was some <laughs> good that came out of this horrible horrible event that yeah. caused repercussions
0: repercussions whatever i'm drunk for a couple <laughs> of years it's cool it's on brand That's crazy. I didn't know that. I know we
1: talk about global warming and shit now, but this happened in 1815.
0: Damn. I remember when I was a kid, my mom got me like ashes from Mount St. Helens. And I was like, what? But yeah, the stories of when that erupted, like the United States was like a giant cloud. And there was like ash raining from all over. I can't imagine these other volcanoes and all that other stuff. That's very scary know. to me. I just it know. is scary. Like when we were looking for places uh, to live, I was like, "Do I really want to live in Hawaii? That's like a giant volcano." <laughs> like, I know Hawaii, <laughs> and then like Florida is awesome, but hurricanes. So you yeah. know, you just get your you're giving your take. We get like hurricane adjacent here. Like it's nut we're far enough away from the coast that we can. Yeah. Well, we I, risk the flooding. Yeah, we might not have the heavy winds,
1: but we risk the flooding Mm
0: -hmm. and tornadoes. At least in
1: Arkansas, Texas is like a lot worse. Yeah.
0: Yeah. But to keep the
1: mood slightly after that, you know, millions dying. Let's (laughs) bring it to the funny. So that was some of the bizarre. Let's bring it to the funny. And this is how some people handled natural disasters. (laughs) So we're in more modern day, y'all, because of Internet. And people always get stupid when it comes to internet. So, (laughs) Um, I can tell this article came out around when Hurricane Irma hit, because Irma is mentioned in several Mm -hmm. of these posts. But it does have other disasters on there. And I will give you this link. So if you listeners or anybody feel like checking it out, because there are several on this long list, and I'm just picking out a few of them. All right. But number two on the list is a woman did not feel like leaving when there was a horrible storm and it flooded. And so instead of leaving or anything, she blew up her kayak. She has a a kayak that you air up Mm -hmm. and she's just floating on it in her kitchen. And it says, the quote of the article is, the outside of her house may be French style, but the interior feels like Venice. <laughs> oh,
0: that's witty. High five. Witty and, and like, corny and yet <laughs> yeah, very on point. How petty do you have to be? Like, I'm fucking leaving. I'm going to blow this shit up and I'm just going to float here. Can't make me leave.
1: No. Pretty much. So they have a refrigerator where the freezer is on the bottom. You know, kind of like yeah. where the bottom of the freezer, it's it's like an oven door. You know, it opens out or slides out. Yeah, the water is up to the handle of that.
0: Oh, wow. Yeah, that's the kind of fridge I have. That's really it's almost high. It's as tall as the junk drawers, y'all, as the silverware <laughs> <doors and whatnot. laughs> drawers went on. Where you shove all those condiments from, like, fast food shit you don't ever use. Yeah. Wow, that's pretty yeah. high. Yeah, no, there's several feet. So, I'm like, this is not Okay. Like that movie, um, what they just came out, Crawl, where there's like the the alligator in the house and it's like flooded just a little bit, but he's trying to eat everybody. Or like so Sharknado, where so like the house go there, yeah. that barely flooded and there's like shark in there about to eat. Maybe that's movie we should watch this month. <laughs> yes, in in honor of natural disasters, we we're watching Sharknado. Sharknado. I'm here for it.
1: All right, number three, and that is a horrible snowstorm, and a man is shoveling the snow in a giant T-Rex costume.
0: <laughs> Nothing makes me laugh harder than people in T-Rex costumes. I know, it's magical. It's magic. Have you seen the Halloween where people are trying to run across the street really fast? Mm-hmm. <laughs> so or the one where the kid gets tired and the mom, like, picks up the T-Rex and she has to carry it. Oh, so good. So wholesome. <laughs> Number five. Again, it
1: was a... It looks like a hurricane or at least a really bad storm. It doesn't say specifically which one it was. But this creative thinker ran outside and offered a Pepsi to the sky. But obviously <laughs> it's not helping, so chances are I probably wanted a Coke. <laughs> Uh, Oh, I love this one. (laughs) This is in Niceville, Florida. Niceville? Yes, Nice and then Bill. Yep, B-I-L-L-E. Niceville. (laughs) Probably, it's probably pronounced something completely different. Niceville. (laughs) It's fine. Niceville? Ville? Niceville, Uh, Anyways, (laughs) this person, (laughs) this person, place (laughs) and decided to let their sign decide when to vacate (laughs) so their marquee sign (laughs) says we are open until the letters fly off this sign (laughs) (laughs) i very much enjoy that that's hilarious (laughs) number eight on this list no matter the weather there's always time for a quick round at your local watering hole If you ever find yourself in this situation, make sure the bar isn't too flooded. Otherwise, your sorrows won't be the only things drowning, because there is at least a foot of water in this bar. (laughs) Let's see. Number 15. This is a tornado. As destructive as tornadoes can be, some homeowners, particularly those with insurance, face them with a smile. After the better part of this house ended up gone with the wind, its inhabitants Spun the damage as a makeover. So basically, this house was destroyed by the by the mm-hmm. tornado. But luckily, they left a door and someone spray painted, gone with the wind on the house. <laughs> and on the door, they said, extreme makeover, tornado edition.
0: Oh, no. Uh, To be fair, if you live in a place that has tornadoes all the time, you can find a lot of humor in it because you're just used to it. Yeah. Yeah. It just it just happens and that's why you
1: get insurance. Mm. Uh number eighteen on this list, there was a hurricane and apparently someone won a trampoline. Basically a big ass trampoline, net and everything was blown into their backyard. <laughs> and then they said maybe next hurricane season they can ask for an Xbox.
0: Oh, that'd be great. That seems to happen a lot. Like just shit mm-hmm. showing up in your yard. <laughs> Number twenty-two, Milwaukee reporter
1: Angelica Doria let her viewers know how she felt about the cold. <laughs> about the cold, mm-hmm. we're reporting from the middle of a snowstorm. She said, "I've been here since what three thirty this morning. I'm exhausted. I've run out of things to say. It is
0: snowing, and it sucks here." <laughs> 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 it just sounds like it is. Yeah. Oh man, those reporters are like the real invite. MVP- MVP- MVPs. I've seen the ones where like they're in hurricanes and they're like running towards the wind, trying not to fly away. The ones yeah, I really system. hope they have good insurance. I would hope so. Like I hope they get paid a lot because if you're just standing out in the elements, you're just like I fucking hate my life. <laughs> just kidding. <Pretty can't>. <laughs> Lastly, of the
1: ones I'm going to read out, there are tons of these. So, but number twenty-three here's an Orange County station with more on fashion. Producers handed KTLA meteorologist <laughs> Liberte Chan. I probably butchered that name. But, anyways, <laughs> they handed, producers handed KTLA meteorologist a sweater for covering up. Huh. And she's not really that scantily clad. It's just a regular dress, spaghetti strap, nothing. The bosoms are even covered. Come on, y'all. Mm-hmm. But, anyways, but they covered her up, getting a lot of emails. During her morning segment, I saw that on YouTube. But when she put on the sweater, she said she looked like a librarian. (laughs) Oh, no. I don't know if that's an insult or not. And I'm not
0: sure if I should be offended. I remember that because she was just doing the weather, and then they start throwing a cardigan at her, and she's like, Yep. There's the gif of it, too. They're wiggling this cardigan on the side of the screen. She's like, okay, like she thinks it's a joke and then she realizes what's happening. Like, Mm -hmm. good God. (sighs) Um, After that, on number 22, there's like a
1: lot of newscaster ones, Mm -hmm. which is really funny, but not so much natural disaster. Yeah. But I do recommend this article. I will provide the link if you wish to read on because they are pretty hilarious and kind of crazy.
0: It will be on our website. (laughs)
1: <laughs> so those are actual funny things about natural disasters or at least to take
0: a natural disaster lightheartedly like with yeah. the, the tornado yeah you really can't be funny with natural disasters but we will sure try to lighten it up a bit that's right sip yep. which i'm assuming since we've talked a lot about tornadoes i will do my next one on tornadoes <laughs> we i had random and my random word was given to us by Jeff Jeff, who gave me Jeffy twist. Jeff Jeff. Jeffy Jeff Jeff, and he gave me twist, and I took it as Twister. So tornadoes, here we go. <laughs> <laughs> Which is also a good movie. <laughs> yes, so good. It really, I love it so much. And also, just a friendly reminder that if you are a brilliant AF patron or above, you get to pick a story and a random word for us, and then we do the stories based on that. So, here we go! So, tornadoes, twisters, or if you're in the deep south and you call it naders, (laughs) here's my story. So, we're going to start with some science, bitches! Tornadoes are vertical funnels of rapidly spinning air. Their winds are stupid fast and they can wreck everything in their way, creating pathways a mile wide or 50 miles long. So, the way we track tornadoes is the Fujita scale, not Fajita, and it is also known as the That's F F
1: Fajita. Fajita. <laughs> <laughs>
0: So the F scale is used to rate the intensity of a tornado by examining the damage caused by the tornado after it has passed a man-made structure. So it starts with F0, which is a gale tornado, which is 40 to 72 miles per hour. A F3 tornado is a severe one, which is 158 to 206 miles per hour. F4 is a devastating tornado, and that's 207 to 260 miles per hour, and then an F5, which is the highest you can be, is an incredible tornado, and that's 261 to 318 miles per hour. Jesus Christ, I didn't know they were that fast. Damn. My sister lived in Mormon, Oklahoma, when an F-5 hit there in the uh, late 90s. Scary shit. That stuff will level an entire town. It won't leave anything behind. It's terrifying.
1: Yeah, where I'm from, there's been some really bad tornadoes. Like, that's Mm -hmm. how MENA, Arkansas is where I'm from. And Mm -hmm. that's the only way they get news coverage is if there's a
0: tornado or uh, cocaine. (laughs) my hometown is tornado and meth there we go yep (laughs) circle of life y'all circle of life life. Uh, so thunderstorms that are brewing a tornado are usually called supercells and they spawn the most destructive tornadoes they're often preceded by a dark greenish sky which i remember growing up if they told us if you see a green sky that's when you should take cover A.K.A. if you're actually from the South, that means stand in your yard and wait for the tornado to show up. <laughs> <laughs> like, I have one really fun story. So, when I went to college, I was in Conway, Arkansas. And it's kind of in a valley, so they rarely get tornadoes at all. So, I'm from, like, the Ozarks, and we got tornadoes all the time. So, me and my roommate, my best friend from college, we were both from North Arkansas. So, we were outside watching the tornado the one time we had a warning. and we're both watching it being like, this is totally normal. And this lady runs out with a Tupperware basket over her head being like, what are you doing? Why are you outside? And we're both like a Tupperware bin over your head. not going to save you, lady. <laughs> like, I, don't <laughs> know, like, I don't know what you're doing. Like there's so both-
1: not some serious protection.
0: So we're both like, if you're watching it, you know when it's coming and you're fine. And then just go jump in a bathtub and you'll be okay. And she's like, "Oh, I'm going to go in the bathtub. And then she ran away. So that's one of my favorite stories. I just, I've never seen a person with a Tupperware overhead being like, ah. Yeah, I'm it's pretty great. sure that's not a super common thing.
1: Because that's <laughs> pretty crazy.
0: Yeah. And I know it like hit Hendrix, I think, and we were at UCA, but it was like a whole thing. But she's like, why are you guys so calm? And we're like, we grew up with this. It's kind of normal, but my earliest memories of childhood was my dad standing outside in a tornado yelling, yeehaw, and like trees falling around him. Like it was just the whole thing. Anyway. So typically there's hail. And it can range from like small quarter size to like baseball size hail. And then a funnel will appear and it will drop down from a cloud and then it will hit the ground and it's loud as hell. And I've always heard it described and I've heard it. and It sounds like a freight train coming at you. So it does. It's the best way to describe it. And then once it's on the ground, it's going to just fuck shit up basically anywhere the path it goes. <laughs> and it's completely unpredictable and tornadoes are wild i think i remember when i was a kid a porch like our porch was gone and then it was on top of our neighbor's house like it's just wild you never know i know like in mina went the time i'm thinking that it hit and made news it hit news a
1: couple of times but the most recent recent was 2009 in april the night before prom oh no yeah i was a junior in high school. Oh, wow. And, yeah, and there was, like, it was a little sad because you could see, like, shreds of prom dresses and trees. Oh, no! Yeah. Luckily, uh, some people in Hot Springs donated. They had had their prom, I think, the weekend before or something, mm-hmm. and some people donated prom dresses to those that might have lost theirs.
0: Oh, that's really um,
1: sweet. It was nice. And, yeah, about half the town or a third of the town was wiped out. It was pretty bad. and. Yeah. I think one crazy thing is the middle school, which is no longer the middle school, actually. The tornado destroyed it so much where it was not worth the repair.
0: Oh, my um, God.
1: Yeah. One of the dumpsters by the band room was picked up and it was way on the other side of the town. The complete opposite town, even a mile <laughs> or two out. And Mr. Morgan, the band director, who still is actually the band director. of, He's the high school director now he's like, well, found it. <laughs> like, just <laughs> was driving by and happened to see it. <laughs>
0: that's hilarious.
1: So that's like the only amusement that I do get from tornadoes.
0: I hate the destruction. Yeah. I hate that. But just the random like bloop and plop it somewhere else. Tornadoes are so unpredictable to me. That just blows my mind. And they know. can happen any time of the year. I know the biggest tornado that ever happened in Mountain Home was in December. Like, it just blows my mind. Because you normally think the spring. Anyway, every U.S. state has experienced a tornado. But Texas holds the record for an annual 120 on average. So, Uh, hey, Texas! (laughs) Yeah, be proud of that. Uh, I know. I would have thought Oklahoma, honestly. I mean, that is true. I imagine Oklahoma does get them out. But Texas being so big, you have so much more ground to... It's true. It's so big. (laughs) Tornadoes have been reported in Great Britain, India, Argentina, and other countries, but they're most often seen in the United States. So, I mean, honestly, I hear about them in the U.S. all the time. I don't really think about them in other places. Tornado Alley is a region that includes the area of the eastern state of South Dakota, Nebraska, Kansas, Oklahoma, northern Texas, and eastern Colorado. It is often home of the most powerful and destructive of these storms. Tornadoes kill an average of 60 to 80 people a year in the United States, according to the National Oceanic and Atmospheric Administration. Many of the deaths are caused by flying or falling debris, and 1,500 injuries a year is attributed to tornadoes. Related to tornadoes are water spouts. These are weak twisters that form over water. They sometimes move inland and become tornadoes. So this is like in the movie Twister where they're over the bridge and there's like a water tornado and they're like yep. cow and then, another cow. And they're like, no, I think it's the same cow. That's that scene.
1: <laughs> I love that movie so much. I do too. <laughs> well, I laugh because I also made that joke. Like Emery and I were driving around and it was raining so hard. We had to actually stop for a little bit till it died mm-hmm. down because limbs were starting to fall. Like it was raining and wind was so bad. And I'm like, I just ran into cow. And he's like, really? Are you making a joke now? I'm like, yeah, laugh or cry, man. Laugh or cry.
0: (laughs) (laughs) That should be a t-shirt. Laugh or cry. Yeah. Oh, God. There's also dust devils that are small, rapidly rotating columns of air that are made visible by the dust and dirt they pick up. Dust devils are not associated with thunderstorms, so... They're not technically in what we're talking about, and neither are fire tornadoes, which spawn from wildfires, which sounds like a fucking terrifying thing to ever see. <laughs> like, I mean, tornadoes are, t- like, scary, but if I saw a fire tornado coming at me, I'd just be terrified. I didn't, are you just saying, scared. like, tornadoes are, like, avatars, basically? <laughs> <laughs> So for more science behind tornadoes, I'll be putting up an article from the National Geographic, which I pulled most of this from. It'll be on our website. But now for some history, (laughs) because this is what our thing is. (laughs) And most of this comes from a Mental Floss article I found by Kara Kovalachik. Bless you. (laughs) About tornado first, and then also some from history.com and ThoughtCo. Here we go. The first recorded sighting of a tornado in the United States is believed to be from a journal entry made by Massachusetts Bay Colony Governor John Winthrop on July 5th, 1643. This is when I wish I could have a British accent. But anyway, Winthrop was something (laughs) of a... Can you try? I'm going to (laughs) try. So he was something of a weather geek and he began keeping a daily diary of the atmospheric conditions while aboard the Arabella en route to the New World in 1630. His report on July read, I don't even know if I can do a British accent. I'm so sorry to our English listeners. (laughs) There arose a sudden gust at Northwest so violent for half an hour as it blew down multitudes of trees. It lifted up their meeting house at Newbury; the people being in it. It darkened the air with dust, yet through God's great mercy, it did not hurt, but only killed one Indian with the fall of a tree. It was straight between Lynn and Hampton. <laughs> How terrible is that? It was terrible. Okay. Well, no, it, it's. I think it's adorable. <laughs> and
1: and I think uh-huh. you're. You just lived all over Europe, basically. <laughs> <laughs> it was all of it because some of it almost sounded like kind of a Scottish or like maybe a Welsh (laughs) kind of lilt to it and then other times it was pretty spot on I feel like and then other times um, (laughs) you went redneck like Indian
0: (laughs) like oh man Indian did not have an accent at all the hills come out (laughs) especially when we're drinking so he didn't mention a funnel at all but historians agree that he was probably talking about a tornado Next, brace yourselves, you should be shocked, that as recently in 1940, Americans were ignorant about approaching tornadoes. Oh, no, you're shocked. A little bit. (laughs) (laughs) The the word tornado was not even allowed to be mentioned in weather broadcasts at this time. And it is because the, the U.S. government thought in all its wisdom that merely uttering the word would set off a widespread panic (laughs) i was about to ask was it for panic but uh, 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 goodness we're gonna we're gonna get there (laughs) okay yeah i'm like i'll wait (laughs) so the weather bureau which is the precursor to the national weather service they didn't have the technology necessary to actually predict you know tornadoes at that point so that was also a part of it. But it wasn't until 1942 that the Navy was given a surplus aircraft radar, which was then modified for meteorological use. And then on the evening of March 20th, 1948, meteorologist Major Ernest Fabouche, <laughs> I don't know how to say, looks like. Okay, and Captain Robert C. Miller were on duty at Tinker Air Force Base in Oklahoma City, Oklahoma, when they issued a base-wide report of 35 miles per hour gusting winds without thunderstorms. At 9 p.m., the weather stations 20 miles southwest of their location reported lightning. And at 9.30, those same stations were pummeled by thunderstorms. By the time the Tinker radar picked up the storm cells, a tornado had already touched down at the Will Rogers Airport and quickly made its way to the base, where it caused $10 million in damage. The financial fiasco prompted the commanding general to, quote, urge his meteorological team <laughs> to find a better way to predict such storms. So, Fabouche! And Miller's, I don't, I, I don't think that's how you say his name, but I'm going to well, say I love it. it. You can't help but say it that <laughs> way. And they spent the next 72 hours poring over surface and upper air weather charts and compared them to charts from previous tornadic outbreaks. They found similarities in weather patterns in preceding each storm. And more importantly, on March 25th, just five days after that tornado had touched down, They noticed the same patterns were occurring on that day. They were actually really reluctant at this point to actually tell anybody (laughs) because (laughs) they were like, I don't want to predict that a tornado is going to happen because you're going to say I'm crazy, but I think a tornado is going to happen. And then to make it worse, you know, they were thinking, what are the odds that a tornado is going to happen at the same place twice within a week? But they were like, we really think we need to tell somebody. And then science actually prevailed. And they sent out a carefully worded teletype warning of the possible impending storm. And then they actually got some good feedback. They were like, we're very skeptical of this advisory, but we're going to let it happen. And to everybody's surprise, a tornado actually did touch down at Tinker Air Force Base shortly after 6 p.m. that evening, causing $6 million in damage. But there were no injuries because these people put out the warning. That's awesome. Yes. I mean, I hate that,
1: yeah, that stuff got destroyed, but I'm glad yeah. people were protected.
0: This is badass mate. Tinker is also, when I was mentioning a couple of episodes ago that my husband was gone, I was home alone, and I didn't want there to be demons. He was that Tinker. So, there we go. Huh. <laughs> no one had actually accurately predicted a tornado before. So, this was the first ever where oh, cool. people were able to predict. And so, Fabouche and Miller became a big damn hero in the meteorological community. So next, the first tornado ever photographed touched ground in what is now South Dakota on August twenty eighth, eighteen eighty-four. Which is a hundred years before I was born. Just a reminder. (laughs) The closer I get to my birthday, I'm gonna bring it up a lot. (laughs) Okay. The weirdest part of this to me was that like at this point, 1884, it's not just a camera, it's like a fucking enormous thing and at this point they're like you have to stay still for so many minutes Mm. so like to get a tornado shot at this point is just insane to me several storm systems converged over the southeastern corner of dakota territory resulting in at least four very strong tornadoes at this time there were six deaths and extensive property damage photographer jc Judkin. Captured a tintype image of one twister that struck near the city of Huron around 3 p.m., but the picture was ultimately lost by the folk he entrusted to engrave it. Can you imagine? I just caught the first tornado in fucking history, and you fucking ruined it. <laughs> Why, we can't I can't even anything c- nice because of you. I can't even imagine the rage that I would have. Okay. Meanwhile, in a nearby Howard City, a camera buff named F.N. Robinson set up his equipment in the middle of the street to, with the help of his assistant, according to Signal Corps weather observers, the Howard Twister was visible for an extended period of time on the horizon as it approached the city, which is probably why he was able to snap three exposures of it, the clouds above the funnel in one of the surviving photographs, was retouched when it was originally developed, and it was the standard practice of the time. So I'm going to send it to you right now. There you go. It is actually a pretty badass picture of a tornado, and we will have it on our website. But just abandon, this is like tin-type shit. This is 1800s photograph. Did you see it?
1: Yeah. I'm now. I'm just now looking at it. Damn. This is like
0: death. <laughs> <Like>, yeah. <laughs> yeah it's pretty insane it's to to imagine how long it takes for those cameras to actually make a picture to create a tornado picture that clear is just beyond me
1: yeah picture like a tornado and at the top of tornado there's like bat wings that's like (laughs)
0: someone
1: the tornado and the batman signal all mixed up in one with like a curly Q
0: cloud on top God, it's such a good picture. Okay, moving on. Only a few weeks after signing on to WKTV's weatherman, Henry Volkman made broadcasting history. The Oklahoma City Station was near enough to Tinker Field that it would pick up weather alerts issued to personnel at the Air Force Base. On the afternoon of March 21st, 1952, the station manager, P.A. Buddy Sugg, learned that a tornado risk, in quotes, for central Oklahoma had been announced by meteorologists at the base, and he instructed Volkman to relay the information on air. He hesitated, worried that he could very well be arrested, since, as we mentioned before, you can't talk about tornadoes on the air. And uh, he (laughs) told him, they'd arrest me, not you. You're following my orders. So. so he informed viewers of the impending storm using the word tornado during a weather broadcast for the first time. And he probably saved a lot of lives in the process, as that particular storm system had ended up being the ninth deadliest tornado outbreak in U.S. history. Wowza. Anyway, <laughs> next. April 11, 1965 was an unseasonably warm spring day. It was uh, temperatures around the 80s that followed an unusually short winter in the Midwest. It was also a Sunday, which meant a lot of people were attending church services and weren't anywhere close to a radio or television. Those who weren't at home watching TV received conflicting messages on the local weather bulletins. Some stations posted a tornado alert, while others called the approaching storm a tornado forecast. All these factors added up to a string of 47 tornadoes that struck less than 12 hours, killing your pine 271 people in Iowa, Indiana, Wisconsin, Illinois, Ohio, and Michigan. Jesus Christ, that's a lot of people. And a lot of states. Jesus. A meeting was held after the disaster at the WMT Studios in Cedar Rapids, Ohio with the officials from the Kansas City Severe Storms Forecast Center and the WMT meteorologist Conrad Johnson and News Director Grant Price. Together, they came up with a proposed nationwide terminology. When it came to twisters, a watch indicated that weather conditions or such a tornado might form, and a warning meant that a funnel clown had been actually spotted. The National Weather Service finally adopted the criteria recommended by the team, And that's what we have today. Next, the worst tornado in U.S. history passed through eastern Missouri, southern Illinois, and southern Indiana, killing 695 people, (laughs) injuring 13,000 people, and caused 17 million in property damage. It was known as the Tri-State Tornado. It began in the northeast track of Ellington, Missouri, but southern Illinois was the hardest hit. More than 500 of the total 695 people who perished were killed in southern Illinois, including 234 in Murfreesboro and 127 in West Frankfort. We have a Murfreesboro in Arkansas. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, I also thought this interesting. When I think of tornadoes, I think of the U.S. and I don't think of the rest of the world. But in Dell, oh God, I didn't think of this. Dalipur, Santura, Tornado, Bangladesh, in 1989, a storm was about a mile wide and traveled 50 miles through poor areas of Donka region of Bangladesh. Along with U.S. and Canada, this is one of the countries most frequently hit by tornadoes, which I did not know. The death toll estimated 1,300. And it was largely due to the construction of the slums, and they couldn't withstand the brute force of the Twister, which ultimately left 80,000 people homeless. More than 20 villages were leveled, and 12,000 people were injured. Oh, that is rough. Really sad. The Great Natchez Tornado... So this tornado struck Mississippi on May 7th, 1840, and holds the record as the only massive tornado in the U.S. to have killed more people than it actually injured. The death toll was at least 317, with the majority of the casualties on the flatboat sunk Along the Mississippi River. The loss of life was likely greater because the death of slaves would not have been counted in this era. Which, Jesus Christ, that's really sad. That and then the last one. This doesn't get better. But the Tupelo tornado in 1936, it struck Mississippi on April 5th, 1936, and it killed 233 people. Among the survivors, though, were young Elvis Presley and his mother. So, you know... Name drop. Official official records at the time didn't include African-Americans, and the Twister heavily damaged black neighborhoods, so the toll is likely higher. In total, 48 city blocks were destroyed. It was a specially deadly storm that year, as the next night, a tornado swept through Gainesville, Georgia, killing 203. Jesus. So that's very sad. So, for the last two tornadoes, people didn't really count the African-Americans that died. So, they're probably way higher casualties. <sighs> I left it on a really sad note. Might think it's Keenum's dead now. <laughs> but I guess Elvis lived, so...
1: <laughs> Great.
0: <laughs> Don't get me wrong, I
1: like Elvis, but come on. <laughs> I've been to Graceland and everything.
0: Oh, me too. There's my tornado, or nader, or twister. Let us know what you call tornadoes. Especially if it's another
1: language and it's not redneck. <laughs> <laughs> nader. Was I in
0: Cars? <laughs> yeah, I've never actually watched Cars. I know that's like sacrilege. That's okay. Up, I honestly, we'd all go outside and watch them. And then the few times that they got like really close and were like, Oh shit, they were yeah. there we would go take cover. But same here. You know,
1: you just go to sit out in the carport and watch until you're like, Oh, hail's coming, better get inside. Like
0: Yeah, once it turned green and you heard that freight train, you're like, Oh shit. <laughs> yeah. I remember one time though, and I had to been really little my mom was, like, panicking, so she was trying to figure out, so she turned the couch over and put a mattress over and had all his kids under there because it was me and my two sisters. And my dad was outside. He took his hearing aid out because he was mostly deaf, but he couldn't hear the tornado coming, and he couldn't hear the trees falling behind him. It was just a total nightmare. But somehow he survived. It was fine. My mom was very pissed at him, though. <laughs> like, God damn it, Roger. I can't eat this. Huh. But yeah, that's how us southerners do it. I wonder how everybody else does it. Do you <laughs> like stand? How, what level
1: of cautious do you use? Are like, you basically? like are you like yeehaw
0: outside or are you like taking cover?
1: Yeah. You were What's in the closet before like- the watch <laughs> went out. Sure yeah.
0: Fun fact, I live in a town next to Bologna, which Bologna, God bless them, have been hit by a massive tornado like mm-hmm. three times now. So they had just rebuilt their schools that had been leveled by the previous tornado. And then it just got leveled again. But that tornado, it came over where we were living. And it was kind like tornadoes can like hop. So I got all my dogs and I was like, we're going to the bathtub. So now every time there's a storm, my dog jumps in the bathtub because he's like, this is where I go. This At least is he's prepared. Maybe- <laughs> he's ready.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: all right well i guess it's my turn mm-hmm. which would you rather hear morbid or historical uh morbid no we shouldn't end with morbid historical historical okay then we can say your much you morbid on the next
1: <laughs> exactly yeah <laughs> I, it's not as depressing, you know. It's not as the, it's not like the sati, and it's not like <laughs> sterilization. Okay, that's good. <laughs> I mean, don't get me wrong. I mean, morbid is morbid, and yeah. but like when you're working with natural disasters, like, it's get. <laughs> yeah. so historical. This is kind of sad, but it's not. It's fine. It's fine. You'll be fine. <laughs> You'll survive. This is. From an article, and the article is titled "Mystery of London Fog That Killed 12,000
0: Finally Solved." Oh my god! I think they talked about that on The Crown on Netflix. <laughs> Ooh, I have no idea,
1: I, okay. or I had I had no idea, but that's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> um, because I I stumbled upon this really randomly. Okay, I did not realize that fog can be considered a natural disaster. Like, little things that happen daily mm-hmm. actually can be considered a natural disaster. And it just really caught me off guard. And so, from this article, I'm going to read it a little bit. So, London, the decades-old mystery of what caused a killer fog that claimed that thousands of lives and it appears to be Solved. The Great Smog blanketed British capital for five days in December 1952. Established by some experts to have killed more than twelve thousand people and
0: hospitalized a hundred and fifty thousand. Oh my God, I had no idea it was that many people. yep, so
1: twelve over twelve thousand did not make it. a hundred and fifty were in the hospital, and sadly, oh thousands of animals died as well. Oh no, not the no. poppers. Yeah. During a cold snap on December 5th that year, sulfur sulfur, I'm so drunk. <laughs> sulfur. Cuz I didn't eat dinner and so this rum is really kicking oh, in.
0: Hit it. Okay,
1: sorry. Oh, that's our birthday week too. No. <laughs> I know. Like right between ours yeah. our birthdays. <sighs> okay. So, December 5th that year, sulfur particles mixed with fumes from burning coal and made the yellow fog smell like rotten eggs. Some Londoners reported being unable to see their feet. Like, that's how thick it was. Oh, Jesus. So everything was canceled. Like, buses, cars, taxis, all transportation was canceled. Unless it was, like, underground. Yeah. Birds flew into buildings. And also, crime increased. Like, crazy. Because they could just kind of sneak away. Yeah. Yeah. The fog, or should I say the smog, eventually lifted on December 9th after cold winds swept the fumes out to the North Sea. The incident eventually led to the Clean Air Act of 1956, restricting the burning of coal in urban areas of the United Kingdom. Oh, wow. So that's, I guess, one good thing that happened. Yeah. (laughs) They're like, shit, we need to (laughs) not burn so much in this. Yeah, the they cold. do
0: talk about it on The Crown, about Queen Elizabeth II. They have a whole season about that. And oh, like, it's a whole her- season? Well, like, it happens in the whole season. In, like, okay. her reaction and, like, what they do. But Yeah, yeah how be- do you bounce from that, pretty much? Yeah, because she was the queen during that, so... I have no she idea. She would have been sure. kind of responsible, and, like, the panic of, like, oh, shit, we better stop this. So... A team of scientists
1: now believe they've solved the mystery of that, like what really caused the the fog. Mm-hmm. And what they did is compare. Sorry, China. But they, they compared the smog of China. <laughs> I want to go to China. I think it's an awesome place. Mm-hmm. But I know they're known for the pollution. Yeah. As well. And so they compared the smog that they have to what could have been around that time. mm mm-hmm. So people have known that sulfate was a big contributor to the fog and sulfuric acid particles were formed from sulfur dioxide released by coal burning for residential use in power plants and other means. And that's from a scientist at Texas AMN. And, but how sulfur dioxide was turned into sulfuric acid was actually kind of unclear. So they took the two countries, and, or took at least their smog in China, and compared mm-hmm. it, the difference in China is that the haze starts from much smaller nanoparticles and the sulfate formation process is only possible with ammonia to neutralize the particles. Huh. He also said that sulfur dioxide is mainly emitted by power plants in China, while nitrogen dioxide comes from power plants and vehicles, and ammonia comes from fertilizer and vehicles. The chemical process have to interplay for the deadly haze to occur in China. Interestingly, while the London fog was highly acidic, contemporary Chinese haze is actually pretty neutral. Huh. Yeah.
0: Yeah. That's interesting. So that's where
1: the article ends on that note. But so it's just kind <laughs> of interesting. Like, is it neutral? I'm just kidding. It is. That doesn't mean to breathe <laughs> it in because I mean, after all, it is still pollution, but it's not going to be like London in 18 or Whenever this was, when was it? 1952, and but I just thought that was really interesting, and, and it is sad that lots of animals and people were
0: died and were hurt. 150,000 hospitalized. That is so much more than I could ever imagine. That's a lot of people. Yeah.
1: Like that's a city.
0: That is a city. Yeah, that's kind of cool. I mean, not really cool, but it's it's interesting. very interesting. That they're just now figuring out what it was, too. Yeah. Like, but
1: exactly, exactly the mm-hmm. chemical balance was going on. So it was with the coal and it created sulfur and there was this horrible, horrible smog. And yes, yeah. Yes. And the fact that it was so thick they couldn't see their feet.
0: Yeah. Highly recommend you watch The Ground.
1: <laughs> I might have to now. No. Yeah. Oh, yeah.
0: The, I can't remember. I think it's like season two or three that it pops up. But yeah. Mm-hmm. It's, because I was like, holy shit, I didn't know that happened. But,
1: yeah, so it was a thing. It was a big thing. The Locally Clean Air Act, and obviously London's doing so much better now.
0: I kind of wonder, like, California had smog issues for a long time. I know they're really trying really hard to uh, mm-hmm. fix that, but I wonder. Yeah. <sighs> I'm glad you did it, because I wanted to try to do that, but I couldn't fit it into mine. <laughs> <laughs> but i was like i saw it on the crown i want to talk about it well
1: you're welcome this is why we're at like twin power unite <laughs>
0: yeah <laughs> oh, well thanks guys for listening again so we have a new year shout out it is amber kelly she's our newest fierce af member of patreon love <laughs> it that's so awesome we're so excited Thank Thank to have you, you. And she's also um, a Texan. What? <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. And very close to me. San Antonio. What? <laughs> I mean, I'm not a San Antonio, but I'm like San Antonio adjacent. So I'm going to. You're take... trying to get there. I'm just trying. I'm just there all the time.
1: <laughs> like, but anyways, we're happy that you're here and happy that uh, you want to be part of our little family, yes. our little yes.
0: historical family. Yes, and uh look forward to your mail soon because we're sending you a sticker and a button. Woo! So, should be fun. And if you want to be a Patreon member and cool like Amber, go to patreon.com slash historicalafpod.
1: Yes, because we have lots of cool shit. Like, the drunk dives, oh my god, the drunk it's dives. Especially so this most funny. recent one. The recent <laughs> one might be my favorite with Luciano because he's, like, fucking hilarious.
0: He is so funny, and even the Audrey one, I just. Audrey's I great know. too. So I funny. Granted,
1: like every time we have one, it's now my new favorite. So it's I know every literally.
0: one of them. They're just so <laughs> know, Audrey's like, off the rails Oh my god. <laughs> yeah, they just go off the rails halfway through, and we're just like, we don't even know what's happening. And then the next yeah. day it's like posted, and we're like, oh, we need to rewatch it to remember what happened. So <laughs> it's that good it's so
1: priceless and oh. that's only the tip of the iceberg of all the amazing things that are on that yeah. uh, one cool thing that kina and i are toying with or at least she threw it out there and i'm totally for it, is maybe doing a book club book chat mm-hmm. i'd love to do a book chat on our patreon so if you're like all for it post what you're reading you know i'd start yeah. a conversation i'd love it because uh librarian here
0: and i'm <laughs> always
1: looking for suggestions because the book i'm reading yeah. kind of sucks
0: yeah we definitely want your opinions because in the past we did like a book list for everything we did but we're kind of thinking more of like a book club might be more of up our alley so give us your opinions and then we also let you. i mean if you're a patreon member you get to pick our theme no matter what tier you're on but if you're upper tiers you get to pick a story or random word and then upper tiers get like merch but yeah deleted scenes like we go on so many tangents I mean, I keep some in, but you have no idea how many other tangents we go on <laughs> until yep. you're on Patreon. And then I just. It could be another podcast. We'll put it there. Put it, it like could, that. I swear to God. Our, our last mini gab, we had the mini cab and then the deleted scenes were the same amount of time as mini gab. <laughs> it's just it you get so much more content so you're not going to get anywhere else and it's fun no. and you get bloopers which are videos and you get like our outtakes but you also get our facial expressions that are really funny so you get so much extra stuff i highly recommend
1: but if you have a fear of commitment that is fine <laughs> sure then you not judge at all it's just <laughs> we have such amazing things but if you like especially now the holiday season up mm-hmm. for kina and i it's birthmas yeah, our birthdays and Christmas in December, so it's birthmas. So like, if your money's tight and you just want to like, I like y'all, but I can't commit. That's fine. We have coffee. So if you hey. want to buy us a coffee, you're welcome to go to the app. How do you spell it? Is it K O? It's K O dash F I. So if flash. you want to buy us a coffee, go to this coffee, which is K O dash whatever fucking just said F I. F I. Sure. <laughs> We've had rum. Fun fact. <laughs> if you haven't guessed by now. <laughs> But you can only, you can donate a few dollars or whatever. It's just like buying a cup of coffee. Oh. And, uh, that is always much appreciated too, just to make sure we can keep doing this. Cause we, we make jokes, uh, that I'm a, that we're starving artists. Yes. Though I could use some starving, but you know, I don't want to. I like cake. Yeah.
0: Yeah. We love cake. And we cake. need rum. Oh my God. It's we need so more much rum. rum. Yes. If you want to keep this rum flowing, help us out. <laughs> we'll be here all for it. But also if you cannot donate we completely understand. There is merch if you want to buy some new clothes. We got lots of we got lots of good shit going on. And then also just, you know, rate and review us on iTunes. That helps us a ton cuz we need to be visible because otherwise people don't know we exist. Or, you know, just tell everybody you know. That helps too. So, yeah. yeah. We're good with that. We have to share all of our
1: horrible, morbid murder stories.
0: <laughs> <laughs> we have to depress the world. Okay, y'all, like, come on, <laughs> like our our like selling pitch. We got sterilization. We got murder. <laughs> we got, like, all you need. But yes, please tell people because that's how we get big. Oh. And we want to hear from y'all. We we want your
1: stories because we love reading your story especially in your extras for patreon and oh, yes. any of your spooky stories or like i said holidays are coming up so if you have any holidays traditions that are from your culture from your religion from just your mimaw in the backyard whatever works <laughs> <laughs> <I'm> <laughs> i know i say mamaw if that's actually my i mamaw
0: say Me, mom, people. Yeah, we have some weird-ass traditions. Like, we're nerds. We, like, watch Lord of the Rings. (laughs) Like, that's our thing. But, yeah, if you have some religious, you know, traditions we love. Especially if you're different cultures, like, merging together. And also, it's birthmas for me and Natalie. So, if you have a cool birthday tradition, send that in for December. So, we're ready. Our bodies are ready.
1: Oh, definitely. (laughs) And that sounds... Weird and inappropriate. <laughs> okay. Moving on. But you can send that to historicalafpod at gmail.com. And of course, more fun facts and stuff, check us out on our our social media like Instagram and Twitter and Facebook. And if you're a Patreon, we got speakeasy Facebook. We have our public one as well. And that is also historical yes.
0: On
1: all those domains.
0: And hopefully soon our website will be historical AF pod, but until then it's historical AF but I'm working on shortening it. So yep. it should be on our social media. So, you know, when it's shortened, we have our art studio on there. Yeah. And we have all of our sources. Yes, we, we value our sources. You know, today I was on Twitter and somebody's like, oh, I've heard that some podcasts just read off Wikipedia. And I was like, hey, we have like real sources and we cite them. And people were like, what? And their minds were no, no blown No offense to Wikipedia, okay? Like, no I... offense to Wikipedia. But well, we have know. a few sites. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and they were like, oh, my God, you cite your sources? But yes, we do. So we definitely want to throw it out there especially now that I've had a thesis and I've done all that research and I know that people are going to rip me off someday. I'm just like, I definitely want to cite everybody I've ever yeah, yeah. researched. And so. so if it's wrong, it's not us. It's those sources. <laughs> <That's true. laughs> and we have them all listed so you can blame them.
1: <laughs>
0: anyway, we're drunk. Thanks. <laughs> Visies and please. So contact us,
1: send us whatever your stories post on our page books artwork whatever you're into whatever you want to do whatever you mm-hmm. want to know we're into it yeah we like it. it
0: yeah okay bye okay bye <laughs>